Hi, welcome to The Voice Podcast. My name's Amy, and what you're about to hear is an interview between Saskia and Leora Wadler. They talk about exploring Jewish identity in theatre, studying applied theatre, and the story of Hanukkah. Hi everyone, welcome to another Instaviews. I'm Saskia, the assistant editor of Voice, and happy December. It is officially only 23 sleeps until Christmas, and you're either excited or you're not. Don't know if you're feeling that Christmas spirit in the air, but you know, stuff happens. So today I'm going to be talking to Leora Woodler, who is a theatre practitioner studying at Goldsmiths University. December is not only the month for Christmas, it's Hanukkah as well. So Leora is going to come on and talk to us about that and also give you some advice on how to get into theatre if you want to study it. Oh, hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem at all. So why don't you start out by introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your creative background. Hi, uh, I'm Leora. Uh, so I'm currently doing a master's in uh, applied theatre at Goldsmiths. I previously did an undergrad in drama and theatre at Aberystwyth University. Uh, and most of my past theatre experiences in directing. Oh, what made you want to study theatre? Uh, so I was really lucky in high school. I had a wonderfully supportive drama teacher um, and I really enjoyed that. So I got more and more involved with my drama department. And that's when I first started directing. And I think as soon as I started, I knew that theatre was what I wanted to do. And I think I didn't, I didn't really question it after that. <laughs> no, that's great. It's always good to hold on to the things that you enjoy. So um, how is your course going so far? Uh, my course is going really really good so far. I enjoy it a lot. It's sort of exactly what I want to be doing. Um, so applied applied theatre is um, theatre that's more about process than performance and it's can be a lot more politically engaged than a lot of other theatres so that's really great. Um, at the moment my uni's on strike so <laughs> that um, there's like obviously changed what's going on but I think is really relevant to the course and it's been really good in some ways. It means that we're sort of doing a lot more organizing ourselves and sort of taking control of our own education um, and also getting involved with the strikes has been really nice. Oh, so you have been involved with the strikes as well. Have What kind of things have you been doing? Uh, so actually yesterday my course, we did a little bit of an applied theater intervention um, on the pickets because pickets, uh, Goldsmiths pickets are wonderful actually. They've got all sorts going on, like lots of crafts and, um, you know, like, yeah, there's painting, there's uh, music, um, rallies, there's sort of all sorts. So what we were doing yesterday was something called Conversation Tables, I think originally created by a guy called Theodore Zeldin. Um, and essentially sort of create a menu of questions. Um, we had like, you know, food as well. So people kind of come up and talk to us and it's just sort of encouraging conversations around the strikes. And because quite often on a picket, sometimes you only speak to the people you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just a way to get people mixing. But I also think it's important that protest is enjoyable, you know, because especially for strikes that go on, you know, for weeks and you're out in the cold, it can be really miserable. Mm -hmm. So to have things going on that, that encourages sort of a light atmosphere or conversations. Yeah, really important. And what, what is it that you're trying to get out of the strikes at Goldsmith? Like, what was the reason for striking in the first place? Um, so at the moment, Goldsmith specifically has issues. The uni is really in debt uh, and they're trying to fix that by selling it to banks, essentially. 
Uh, so they're planning all sorts of cuts that are really not beneficial. Like I think 52 jobs are being threatened um, and various programs. So like my program isn't under threat, but I think there's a lot of history ones that are and all sorts. And as usual, you know, the things they come for first is always, you know, anything with good representations. I think there's like a black British literature program that's under threat. I should be more up on the details than I was at one point, but I don't want to say anything that's not. No, it's okay. I understand. I hope that you guys get the result that you're after. Thank you. I hope so too. So December is Hanukkah and yeah. yep, and it's still going on now, isn't it? It's eight days, I believe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Started last Sunday, finished this Sunday. So you um created a project, like a theatre project for Hanukkah last year. At Shabbat. Shabbat, yes. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? Uh, so my final project for my undergrad uh, was creating a piece around Jewish identity. And so what I did was um, I invited an audience to join me for Shabbat. Um, so Shabbat is every Friday, starts at sundown. Um, and I mean, it, for, for me, it's like very simple. We just do three prayers. So it's like candles, wine and bread. Uh, and so I invited the audience to join me doing that. So it was just a Zoom call. Um, and for each of the prayers, I had them, you know, join me, turn their cameras on. And for like people who wanted to, they could you know, have their own candles and wine and bread. Uh, and the idea that, you know, I was at my dining room table doing what I'd normally do and they were joining me from there. So it was quite, um, quite an intimate experience. So though obviously the audience was a lot bigger than if I'd actually had it in my living room. <laughs> So um, who was it that made up the audience? Was it other Jewish people or did you get interest from um, like other cultures as well? Um, so I mean, it was primarily, it was, so it's done as, as, a, as an exam piece for me. So it's like my lecturers and like, um, you know, friends from my course and so on, my family, mm-hmm. of course, which is quite nice because I don't normally get to do Shabbat with them when I'm not at home. Um, and I guess, yeah, various friends and family, whoever, and you um, decided to do it this way because of COVID, right? Yeah. So I like we were obviously working within restrictions, and so originally, you know, I was thinking, what can I do meaningfully from my own home? But mm-hmm. I think it was quite a nice opportunity. I think you know the way we create theatre with restrictions is very different, but I think quite often it means we try things that we wouldn't normally. And mm-hmm. and even though that restrictions have lifted a little bit now, would you ever do it again? Uh, I. I think about it sometimes because um, I would like to. I'm not sure how I'd adapt it or change it. I find that I enjoyed doing it a lot. But what I really like about theatre is being able to work collaboratively. And so it was quite mm-hmm. an unusual experience for me just doing something almost entirely on my own, you know, just sort of monologuing at people. But I think I would, it was really like valuable for me to be able to explore Jewish identity. Um, I think I would... Yeah, I'd like to be able to expand it at some point, but I'm not sure how I'd do that or how I'd adapt. Well, you've definitely got time to think of (laughs) more ways to do it. So um, other than just exploring, like, you know, your Jewish identity, why else was the project uh, meaningful to you or important for you to do it in that way? Uh, I mean, it was interesting for me. I'm I'm quite interested um, in the idea of site-specific theatre. and it was interesting for me to sort of be able to explore that across multiple sites. Mm-hmm. So what I really liked about the project is that I was somewhere where I was comfortable, that had meaning to me, but that people were joining me in their own homes where they feel, 
you know, much more comfortable than say coming into someone else's home, especially if you don't know them well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't often, I don't do a lot of like script writing. So that was kind of a first for me or like a first for it to be something I share with other people <laughs> at any rate. So yeah, there was a lot about it that I really enjoyed. And also I, t I tend to be, um, you know, behind the stage or behind a camera or mm -hmm. so performing is, it's something that I do enjoy, but again, it's not something I do very often. Has it made you want to perform more? Like, do you ever think you'll step more in front of the camera from that experience? Um, I think with applied theatre, it's a little different because I mean, it really, it's such a sort of a vast term that any definition I give won't be entirely encompassing. But I think what I enjoy about applied theatre is because you're not necessarily working towards some big final performance. I, I think it, in many ways it's a lot more, often applied theatre is sort of like um, talked about in contrast to pure theatre. But I think if anything, applied theatre is a lot more pure because everything that's going on mm -hmm. is theatre. Uh, and like, you know, you shouldn't really be separating yourself from your participants necessarily. You know, you should be involved in anything so it's not quite performing but I do think it is you know it's involved theatrically yeah I enjoy that just as important as well so for those um who may not know like can you tell us a bit about Hanukkah and how you would usually celebrate it for the eight days sure uh so yeah Hanukkah is eight days or like eight nights really so Jewish um holidays always start at sundown it always starts in the evening you know it's a time to kind of be with family um so we exchange presents we make food is like traditional food is latkes which are like potato pancakes but pretty much anything fried in oil <laughs> <It's a> very <laughs> thing. um yeah so i've had like done like hanukkah with friends so far but actually my family are arriving tomorrow so we'll get a few days doing like a proper family hanukkah oh that's lovely it's always a good time to be with family. Um, so, like, obviously, when you like living in England, December is very much Christmas dominated. You, yeah. don't, you don't hear about anything else, but even in November, it starts like super early. Why do you think? Because there is there's quite a large like you know Jewish community in London and in other parts. Why do you think that we don't hear about Hanukkah as much as we do Christmas? Um, I mean, I guess you know because I think Christmas is so kind of assumed in this country. I think a lot of people think that Christmas is sort of separate to religious observance, mm -hmm. um, which is something that I really disagree with. You know, I think that Christmas is fundamentally a Christian holiday and regardless of, you know, whether you would call yourself religious, I think it is, you know, it, it is a religious thing, even, you know, even if you're not saying prayers or necessarily thinking about God. And so there's quite an assumption, like quite often, you know, I'll say to people, I'm Jewish, and they're like, oh, you still celebrate Christmas, though? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, partly, like, so Hanukkah's not a big holiday in, like, on the Jewish calendar in terms of its, yeah, it's sort of in importance. It's, it's more because it, it's around the same time of year as Christmas. I think it's become a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have you know something to look forward to and a, a reason to kind of connect with people yeah so do you have any other like big holidays on the jewish calendar that would kind of be the equivalent to christmas but for you um i don't think there's really an equivalent uh like i, I guess you know if there's an equivalent it is hanukkah like you know because we do presents and we do food i think because it's because it's actually quite minor um it's you know it's much more sort of celebratory it's less i think 
kind of focused around anything. So this, this story of Hanukkah is that there was a temple that was sacked and there was uh, a candle that should be like, you know, continuously burning, but there was only enough oil for one day and it would take eight to get more oil. Uh, and the candle burned for eight days and it's sort of a celebration of this miracle, mm-hmm. which is a nice story, but yeah, not like... You know, it's not like like Passover or something. Does it bug you when people say, oh, but you still celebrate Christmas? And you're like, no, not really. Like, is it annoying to have to explain that to people? Yeah, it's <laughs> something my friends tease me about, because especially at this time of year where it's everywhere, I can be not anti-Christmas, but a little bit, I get a bit grumpy about it. <laughs> I don't blame you, to be honest. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not Jewish, but I, I still get grumpy about Christmas. It's just such a big hoo-ha and yeah it's when it hits like november 1st and you start hearing songs like come on two months two months to celebrate one day i know and the moment the halloween decorations are like gone from the store it's just christmas dominates everywhere and it's oh my god um (laughs) that's that's a different conversation um (laughs) so is there anything else that you're currently working on at the moment um at the moment uh, there's um, it's a, a plan to be working on things more so than actually working on them. So my most recent project was a production of No Exit. Um, it's a it's a very um, it's a very philosophical play like uh, by Jean Paul Sartre. So I did that with some friends, and in the process, we kind of set up a theatre company, and we had a lot of fun working together. So we're hoping to to do something else and to keep yeah keep going. I think we really need to figure out our next project because I've got the masters going on so mm-hmm. that takes quite a lot of time but I do I like having things to work on in the background so actually a friend and I want to maybe set up some workshops exploring um forum theatre mm-hmm. which is a kind of theatre like created by a guy called Augusto Boal who is one of my like big inspirations um but yeah l- little project I mean, you set up a theatre company with friends, so if you're keeping that going, like, I'm sure that will keep you busy at some point down the line as well. Yeah, and it's nice doing with everyone else who's busy, and we're like, we'll find the time at some point in the world. Yeah, <laughs> that's, always, that's always the way, oh, we'll find the time. I mean, hopefully you do, but, you know, life does tend to get in the way, especially if you're working with loads of different people. Everyone's got stuff going on, but mm-hmm. fingers crossed for you. So um, last question then for you then, um, Leora, is do you have any advice for those who want to study theatre at master's level or just study it at all? I think my number one advice would be just do it. I think it's theatre is the kind of thing where you tell people you're studying theatre and they're like, oh, okay, this is knowing look like, oh, so you're going to be unemployed. And like, <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> who isn't at some point? <laughs> Very true. I think... Yeah, I, I guess my other advice would be to to not just focus on, on studying it, because I think there's only so much that you learn through studying, especially, you know, the theory. I mean, I, I'm a real nerd about it. I love theatre theory, but I also think it can only teach you so much. Mm-hmm. If you really like theatre, the best, the best thing is to actually throw yourself um, into projects. And so I like even with the masters, I try to keep things going outside because I think you get so much more experience by doing something and struggling to do it because you don't quite know what to do yet. Mm-hmm. So it's the little practical things that you don't you don't think about hypothetically. It's only when you have to do it that you're like, oh, oh God, this venue won't email me back and I really need to book it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it's really rewarding 
to be able to to take charge of projects and to not to not need to rely on someone else to to validate you creatively to just choose to do something and do it yeah which I know is easier said than done (laughs) but that would be my advice to try it and if it's not good your next one will be better what other advice is there that's very true like learning on the job is always you know you're always going to pick up things that they can't teach you in the classroom so I think that's great advice well thank you so much for joining us today Leora and happy Hanukkah (laughs) welcome and I hope you enjoy the rest of the week and have a good time with your family as well thanks very much and thanks for having me no problem at all (laughs) today's episode was made possible by voice magazine an online platform for young people interested in art and culture You can read Voice over at voicemag.uk and find it on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as voicemag.uk. The Voice contributors are also on Instagram over at voice.extra. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to, the contributors release the Voice Extra podcast every Saturday, where they talk about the pieces they've produced and the culture they've been enjoying. If you like this podcast, please consider helping us to make more with a donation of any amount at voicemag.uk slash donate. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the use of the track Thief in the Night. You can find more of his work at incomputech.com. Tom Innes was the executive producer and Amy Clulo was the editor. 